Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and I'm so glad to be able to share with you from the Word of God today. Now, I believe the Lord is going to bless this Bible study because it is a Bible study. <laughs> Hallelujah. When we pick up the Bible, we are picking up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Something so powerful and something so eternal. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's Word will abide forever. Praise God. So we're studying sun ripened fruit. S-O-N, sun ripened fruit. And we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, literally uh, the reproduction of the character and nature of Jesus Christ and God the Father in our own life by the Holy Spirit. Each part or segment of the fruit of the Spirit is supernaturally produced or reproduced within us by the Holy Spirit Himself. So when we talk about each segment, the goodness, the kindness, the faith, the meekness, it's not something that can be produced out of the best efforts of our Flesh, no matter how religiously inclined we seem to be. And, you know, Jesus said, except your righteousness exceed that of the scribe and the Pharisee, you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of God. We have to be born again. We have to have our sins forgiven. We have to be washed in the blood of the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus Christ. And we have to be uh, empowered by the Holy Spirit. It, to to follow Jesus' example by allowing the Holy Spirit to reproduce His product, His fruit in our life. And it involves the crucifixion of our flesh. You know, the Apostle Paul, with all of his credentials and all of his spiritual experiences and all of his appointings and anointings, said this great truth that we need to get a hold of in my flesh, there is no good thing. <laughs> so the fruit of goodness can't come forth from no matter how religiously inclined our our natural self can be without the Holy Spirit's work within us and without our working with the Holy Spirit. This fruit can't come forth. Galatians 5.22, before in the fifth chapter, it lists the works of the flesh, which are manifest are these. There's a list of what our flesh man, our natural man, is going and, and is capable of bringing forth. It's evil and it's wicked and it's bondage. But the fruit of the Spirit is, Galatians 5.22, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Nine supernaturally produced fruit of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. By the way, the fruit of the Spirit cancels the works of the flesh out. It, blo it doesn't mean it can't occur, but as long as we are bearing the fruit of the Spirit, bringing forth that, that, that the Holy Spirit produces within us, it's going to counteract uh, the works of the flesh. That's why the Bible said if we walk in the Spirit, 
then we will it will it will it will allow us to live in the spirit if we live in the spirit we should walk in the spirit and vice versa we should allow the holy spirit to work within that yielded absolutely consecrated committed life to follow jesus he will do the heavy lifting he will do uh, that that we can't produce in and of ourselves, and he'll do it in us that's why the apostle paul said i live i'm dead but yet i'm alive and it's no more i that live but christ that liveth in me and when christ lives in us his character his nature is produced in the life of the believer. It's reproduced in the life of the believer supernaturally by the Holy Spirit. Today we're going to talk about one aspect and one fruit of the Holy Spirit called gentleness. Could also be rendered kindness as it is in some translations. Listen, it's from a Greek word and it is a, a character trait uh, that generates and denotes a spirit and will that are exercised to assure the most consideration of others. It really is what is necessary to follow Jesus. As we consider others more than ourselves, we demonstrate selflessness instead of selfishness. It's to keep us from selfishness, gentleness. This fruit of the Spirit is one of the prerequisites to even begin to follow Jesus. For Jesus taught, if anyone would be my disciple, let him deny himself. Gentleness, this fruit of the Spirit, or kindness, this character trait that, that, that produces a spirit and will that are exercised to assure the most consideration of others other than ourselves. I love that great song that says, When He was on the cross, we were on His mind. When Jesus was on the cross, we were on His mind. He demonstrated through His life this selflessness in the garden nevertheless there's any other way let this cup pass from me but nevertheless not my will but thine be done this same root greek word is used in matthew 11:29 and 30 concerning uh, uh taking uh taking christ yoke upon us for he said take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This word for easy uh, is this this word for gentleness in the Greek. It's amazing here that that gentleness allows us to not always be self-centered and therefore self-serving. Taking his yoke is bearing this fruit of gentleness. Hallelujah. In the Haiti jungle, a very poor woman demonstrated this fruit of kindness and gentleness when she, somehow in this area that everything was muddy and everything was dirty, and when we went to this one village, she brought out a basin of pure, clear water and a white linen 
towel, uh, looked like a hand towel, uh, that was pure and white. Clearly, she had saved it for some special occasion. And when we came, and it was so hot and so humid, and she took the towel and moistened it in the clear, cool water that had been sitting in the shade, and and allowed us to refresh ourselves by washing our face and our forehead in the clear water with this clean linen towel. And I thought, oh my, what what an act of, of honor to us and kindness to us that that in her own poverty she brought out the very best, something she had kept from all of the dirt and the mire and the mud and and brought it out to us. And I felt so humbled uh, as I washed my face. And I thought, oh, how, how much like Jesus washing the feet, the dirty feet of those disciples, refreshing them and doing it in such a humble way and telling them, if, if you don't let me do this, he told Peter, you don't have any part in me. And Peter said, then wash not only my feet, but my head and my hands also. Friend of mine, this this fruit of the Spirit was clearly seen and demonstrated in this sweet, humble Christian lady. In, in the back backwoods, no electricity, no running water in Haiti. And I'll never forget her. I'll never forget seeing gentleness kindness uh, demonstrated and feeling Jesus in her and through her ministering to us. 1 Corinthians 13.4 says, Charity, this divine love, suffereth long and is kind. Someone has declared kindness, giving a piece of bread to a hungry soul. Loving kindness is putting peanut butter and jelly on it. You know, we used to sing that psalm of David, Thy loving kindness is better than life. And the psalms actually said this, this character of God, this attribute of God's own person and personality, this, this loving kindness, it's Hasid in the Old Testament. This loving kindness is such an incentive to trust Him and to release our faith in Him, and to rest in Him. Because the Scripture said, How excellent is Thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the sons of men put their trust in the, under the shadow of Thy wing. <laughs> How excellent! You know, that's what, that's what is taught in the New Testament. Uh, the, all the gifts are wonderful and powerful and potent and relevant and ours today through the Holy Spirit, the charismata. Oh, but I will show you a more excellent way. And the more excellent way begins with the fruit of the Spirit. It begins with love joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. And that's what we're dealing with today. It's an attribute of God, thy loving kindness. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, because we know that about you, the sons of men put their trust under the shadow of thy 
wings. Listen to Ephesians 2. We're going to read down through verse 8 and see this, uh, this character trait in God himself. It says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. See, there's letting, there's where the flesh is controlling, dominating, influencing completely, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, hallelujah, I love those two phrases, that, that phrase, but God, when but and God is put together, this makes all the difference. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he hath loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness. That's this word, this word for this fruit, this of product of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Toward us through Jesus Christ. By grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourself. We are saved today because of the Hasid of God, because of the kindness of God, the goodness of God, the mercy of God. Hallelujah. That's why grace exists. It's because God is good. You know, the book of Nahum chapter 1 and verse 7 says, the Lord is good. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. A stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows them that are his. Literally, he cherishes them that are his. Thy loving kindness indeed is better than life. And because we know this about God and his character and his nature, we know that the Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit in us, God the Holy Spirit is going to reproduce His character and Christ's character in our life. Praise God. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12 says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. See, this is the fruit of the Spirit. You know, the Bible said that we're to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you do that? What does that mean? It means allow the Holy Spirit to reproduce His character in our own life, our own spirit. But it's supernatural. 
This is not this is not regular flesh produced goodness or long suffering or patience. This is supernatural. And that's why it represents the 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 wonderful, powerful person that lives within us. Amen. And not just our own religious attempt to be good and do good. If it's not produced by the Holy Spirit, it is not the fruit of the Spirit. It's just something that we are trying to put forward in our life that in no way represents the true character and nature of God. And we will fail. We will only love those that love us. We will only seek self-serving things. Even in our religious uh, attainments, it'll all be to lift up and exalt ourselves instead of lift up and magnify Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Listen, verse 13 of Colossians 3 says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, divine agape love. This is not just generosity for the sake of giving to, to some need or needy person. You do that, but this is deeper. This is divine love. The kind of love that held Jesus on the cross. The kind of love that forgives and forgets. The kind of love that caused Jesus to say, Not my will, but thine be done. So above all these things, put on charity, divine agape love, which is the bond of perfectness. The bond of perfectness. This Loving kindness of God in the life of a believer will cause us to bring forth the next fruit of the Spirit, which is goodness. Goodness. And literally, uh, act, active good deeds. This is not just an attitude, but this is an attitude that brings forth good deeds in our life. A primary synonym for goodness is generosity. Someone said that goodness is love in action. Love with its hands to the plow. Love in working clothes. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. You see, the good was reflected in what he did. This wasn't something just contained in the heart, but something that was working out into the life and the behavior. Colossians 1 and verse 10 says, That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. Literally rendered, it would, it would read this way, fruitful in every goodness. This is this fruit of the Holy Spirit. Good works are an evidence of the new nature when we behave what we believe, men will see and glorify our God. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says we're not saved by good works, but we are called to good works. 
We are saved by grace through faith. It is not of works, but we are created unto good works. And Jesus said, men will see your good works, and they will glorify your Father which is in heaven. You know, Christians didn't name themselves Christian. Christians were given the name Christian by those who saw their good works. And we're talking about uh, loving one another, forgiving one another, not just doing good deeds by helping someone load their wagon or, or giving some offering to the man at the gate beautiful, dropping some coins in the cup of a, a beggar. That is a good work, and that is a Christian trait. But these good works go way beyond even those good things. Amen. This indicates that we are followers of Jesus. When they, when they saw them, when they saw their behavior, they saw their lifestyle, they saw their love. By this, Jesus said, all men will know that you are my disciples. If you show this agape love, if you have this agape love, this fruit of the Holy Spirit to one another, not just for one another, something that is in the heart toward one another, but something that is demonstrated toward one another. Praise God. Men will see your good works and they will glorify God. Amen. So this encompasses so much of our life. If we have the fruit of kindness, we're going to demonstrate also the fruit of goodness. Praise God. And we're going to be uh, like the little girl prayed. And when she's down by her bed praying, Lord, make all the bad people in the world good. And Lord, make all the good people kind. I remember when we moved from Tampa to Plant City, where I now reside, we started uh, over 20 years ago at a, at a cleaners here in town, an old, well-established cleaners to clean my, my, my clothes for Sunday. Uh, when I needed something clean, we went there. And when they saw that I was a minister, I didn't say anything but my suit and my tie, and if it was wrinkled and, and my shirt, I was asked, are you a, are you a preacher? Are you a minister? And I said, yes, I pastor in Tampa. And then I was asked another question. And they were very serious. There was two of them, two young ladies then. <laughs> now we're all aging, but uh, because I go to the same cleaners. And they said, one of them asked me, and the other listened intently, well, aren't ministers supposed to be kind? And I said, if we follow our master, we're supposed to demonstrate his character, his nature, as much as we possibly can, knowing that they had some beef about that. I just wanted them to know if we are able to demonstrate his character and nature, one of the attributes will be kindness. And they said, well, you know, there's a preacher that comes in here that we all hate to wait upon. 
because he is so impatient and he is so unkind. And I thought, I can't defend that. I I don't want to say that I've got it perfectly down, but I want people to see Christ in me. I want them to sense that there is a nature within me that is not like the world about me. And I'm not perfect in it. And I dare say you're not perfect in it. But I want to be going on to perfection. You see, that's the key to this thing. (laughs) You're never going to get there uh, until we get there. When we get to heaven, we're going to be just like him. But down here, we're going to be We're going to be straining forward. We're going to forget what is behind, reach forth to what is before, and press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Now, many Bible scholars will render that the resurrection in its context, and that is certainly a prize worth seeking and going for. But that's going to be a given If you know Christ as your Savior and you keep your faith in Him. But to bring forth the fruit of the Spirit requires that we crucify the flesh and the lusts thereof. That we might walk in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit, dear friend, is walking even as He walked. That's what Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says. It says, Be ye followers of God. That word follower means imitating Him. Being imitating Him. Following His example. And the next verse says how to do it. Be ye followers of God as dear children and walk in love. This primary foundational fruit of the Spirit out of which all the other segments of fruit grow, even as Christ. Praise God. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow Jesus Christ. See, being a disciple is not just knowing what your teacher knows. It is becoming what your teacher or who your teacher is. It's taking on His character. That's what it means to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and not to make any provision for the flesh. That's how the fruit comes forth. And that's why this man who obviously is preaching the truth on Sunday morning, reading from the Bible, but not necessarily representing, I'm not trying to put him down, The world is looking at us, and the Bible said that we are living epistles, and we are written, and we are read of all men. So it's not just whether we're wearing a a clergy garb uh, out into the world, but whether we are putting on Christ and wearing His character, His nature, so that people might see in that line where everyone is so impatient and we are patient and kind to people. Oh, the fruit of kindness is highly, uh, highly needed and highly underrated. Friend of mine, it touches people 
when you show kindness and generosity to them. When you're generous with your forgiveness, you do not hold grudges. You immediately let it go (laughs) and let Jesus shine within. Oh, friend, if God can move in us by His Spirit to bring forth this fruit, we need to cooperate with His Spirit within us and let Him show us a man off to the world as the children of God. You know, the Bible told us how we should live our life and behave that we might be called the children of our Father, that the world about us may be able to see the character of God, the character of Christ, in whom God dwelt bodily, character of the Holy Spirit in our own life. Oh, friend, I I need this fruit to come forth in my own heart and life. I need to be so yielded to Him that every segment of His character can be seen and sensed. Not perfectly. I'm not perfectly gentle or perfectly good. But I want to be gentle enough and good enough that someone can sense Jesus in me. How about you today? Let's begin to consecrate our life to Christ and to let Him work a work within us by the Holy Spirit that we could never work within ourselves. And let's shine in the darkness. Hallelujah. And let people see Jesus. Let them see Jesus. And if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, I believe because of His gentleness, because of His goodness, because of His kindness, He's reaching out to you right now and calling you supernaturally to Himself for salvation. Repent of your sin. Don't run from Him, but run to Him and let Him forgive you and let Him begin a new work within your heart and life. In Jesus' name, and come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.